Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. My name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And today, we are going to speak about how you can go about keeping your cool during big life changes or transitions, more accurately put. These are common. Big life changes, one after another, is extremely common albeit nerve-wracking, during uh, the transformation process you're all going through. And Patty and I have gone through a lot of these (laughs) big transitions, like life-changing shifts, where there's been a complete breakdown of our former life and a birthing of a new one in a very short span of time. Uh And the middle middle of that can be nutty. It can be intense, right? Yes, intense. I like intense. Yeah, and we've looked, but we've learned a thing or two, and like the last couple of them, yeah, or <laughs> we'll three say, or four. Yeah, the well, the last couple in particular have been a lot smoother. Yeah, they've for been sure. bigger. Oh, for sure, and smoother because we really learned how to just roll with the process, and we kind of know it always works out beautifully, and we're able to keep our cool a lot more. And we want to share with you some of the key things that we keep in mind and try to do during these big shifts. Yeah. And understanding what's happening also is very helpful. Yeah, we'll touch on that too. Yeah. So you can probably guess how many points we've written down. Not three, not six, but five. <laughs> so we'll start with number one. And this is, this is very important. It's to follow your inner compass and the synchronicity, your inner guidance, which will oftentimes conflict considerably with what other people think, your friends and family, coworkers, mm-hmm. even what you think sometimes, like logically. Yeah. If you're if you're very analytical, it can be very hard to wrap your mind around um, big big shifts as they come in. Yeah, or the even like the way they transpire. Yeah. Like your guidance can say, "Okay, now do this," and you're like, "What? That doesn't now do make what? any sense." We were just doing this. <laughs> I thought that implied this result. And now you're saying this? I used to get so mad. <laughs> yeah. I used to like yell at my team of spirit guides. I'd say, what the hell's the matter with you guys? <laughs> I'd be like, you're not here. You don't know what you're asking me. This is nonsense. <laughs> this is ludicrous. And I'm not doing it. And I'd put up a, like a little baby A baby tantrum. tantrum. That's what, yeah. Well, that's what we call them. Baby tantrums. Yeah. So my point is, <laughs> you got to do it though. Because when you, when, you, when you ignore your inner compass, when you ignore your intuition... You're, you're basically choosing to not go the path of least resistance. There, you can make mistakes. You can be a bit sloppy. We've been very sloppy <laughs> in our earlier transitions. And there's always a way to course correct. But there's a bit, it, the idea is minimizing damage, the damage control. And you could really have a very smooth transition that is going to uplift you and your life beautifully when you listen and follow the guidance of yourself, your inner self, your quiet, the quiet whispers of your intuition. <laughs> can you think of any time, you can share anyone you want, love, any time that, that has come into play and sort of saved us in a way? Saved Not us. saved us, that's a strong word, but really helped us. What, which, which part? Following our, our guidance? Yeah, one's, can you think of an example when we followed our intuition against our logic and other people's opinions and it worked out? But many times. Yeah, well, that, that's the, the challenge is picking just one. Um, 
I mean, I guess when we moved from Michigan to San Diego, that was, that was a big one. Um, but before we moved, we had taken a trip, a road trip with, with Lucas and Maya before Sebastian was born. And we went to, um, San Diego and we were like, oh man, we got to find a way to, to live out here. Yeah. You know, and just because we felt such a resonance with with being out west and the area that we knew that that was like our guidance saying like this is the next step. Right, right. And but it it wasn't until what like a year later, a year or, or two later, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, before we actually um, were able to do that. Was that? Yeah, and like all the different steps that had to get taken before we could even do that. It was just not what we had planned, not what no. would have made sense. I I had an idea. I'm gonna like keep the gym. I, I had a gym and a medical marijuana grow operation. I was gonna like really invest my time in getting them to both become well-oiled machines and leave them with employees. Because yeah. at that time, my mind said, this is the only way you earn a living. So you can't just stop doing this. You got to find a way to maintain them both. Right. And what's what's interesting is that, um, I don't know if, if people know this, but what took us out to San Diego the first time um, for our road trip was a conference for building your personal training business. Yeah. So um, it just didn't seem logic, you know, yeah, it's a good example of the intuition saying, just drop the gym. You don't want it anyway. You know, you don't want it, Victor. It's heavy. It's, 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 uh, it's stressful and you don't actually want it. Drop it. What? How? Well, it makes no sense. What next? What will I do? And the medical marijuana grow operation, drop that too. You only think you like it, Vic. Mm -hmm. It's a pain in the ass. You can never go on vacation. There's always something wrong. It's very stressful and unpredictable. You're, you know, anyway, I was like, what? Intuition, inner being, synchronicity was saying, let them both go now. Mm -hmm. And I did it for a while. The mind was saying, That's freaking insane. Yeah. You let it go. No way. Right. But we did. And it worked out. You did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh. Honestly, it was interesting to see you do that shift um, from like my perspective to see because I saw what a struggle that was for you to to make that kind of a decision. That kind of deep commitment yeah, to the spiritual it, it, guidance. Well, and you had family real. to take care of and yeah. that was like your financial um, income. That was all, all we had at that point. So um it didn't make any logical sense to you to be able to like just do that. And I just kept saying, you know what? It's okay. I trust, I trust, I trust, I trust. Even when I didn't trust, I still just said, I trust, I trust. And yeah, you know, that was nice to have you on board. That was very helpful actually. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was probably the hardest time for me to listen to my intuition, even though at that point I had a lot of experience doing it. I knew it worked out always. This was like a whole other level of faith. That I was being asked of Yeah, it was. And but I did it. And that is as unsettling as it was, that was the biggest upgrade of our life we've ever experienced. It was so fast. Our life is in such a unspeakably amazing place right now. And if I was still clinging to the gym and the we would not be 
even like 10% of the level of happiness and freedom and abundance we are now right. had we not listened to the intuition. So listen to your intuition, folks. Yeah. It's got your back. Yes. We'll move on. We could talk about that all day. Yeah. Um, two, this is the big one that can be surprising and also stressful, is expect, don't like negatively, you know, manifest, but it's very, very common for a situation you're leaving to sort of turn on you. <laughs> I wrote down, expect the breakdown process. It's normal. So a lot of times when you make a big choice, even in your heart, like we're going to move to San Diego. Yeah. We knew that was our intention. We couldn't hide from it. We wanted that. So what does that do? That casts, that that creates a quite an energy imbalance because we're, our, our, our situation was not at all that of San Diego. We were mm -hmm. across the country and nothing we had in our life, our home, our we knew schools. no one there. We had no friends there. It made people were like, "Why are you moving out there?" <laughs> yeah, and we're like, "We just want to. We just but, yeah. feel like we have to." But the point is, our existing life started to just fall apart yeah. on all levels in crazy ass ways. That was and it, it was startling. We sometimes it can make you feel like, "I have got to get the heck out of here. We yeah. got to get to San Diego immediately." But but, but I that's why I say this: expect it because it's okay. There can you sometimes can linger in the breakdown phase and you're yeah. you're breaking down life in, until it becomes somewhat feasible for you to make the transition. It's okay, you're not gonna get hurt or anything. Right. Which it can seem like. Yeah. Like do you have any examples that you can share? I have a few in mind about like the San Diego one. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean there's uh, I just wanna say, um, there's always learning lessons in the breakdown phase. And it always ends up being um, perfect, even though it might be challenging. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I have like a specific, I have answer. a bunch. That's okay. So like when we, yeah, we were going to move to San Diego. One thing that happened totally out of the blue is my daughter's school shut down. And that mm -hmm. was something that we chose in such an awesome Waldorf school that we just love so much yeah, that she, we were, we would have probably considered staying there because the school is so yeah. badass and we are so happy with her situation and the idea of our kids going there. Um, but then that, that broke down. That was kind of crazy. You know, that was right. kind of unexpected and sudden. It was completely unexpected. People were like crying because they just, they had, were so taken off guard and, you know, the kids were sad about it. But yeah. it was, yeah. But then our like house started falling apart. Remember we came home from that trip and there was water damage in our ceiling and... You know, remember that? The very top of the ceiling, all those like swirls, we had to have it fixed. No, I don't remember. You don't remember that popping? We had to pop it and then like paint <gasps> over it and sand oh, it. Oh, yeah. But it was just like coming home to the water damage. Just like, yeah. oh, we what? knew what it meant. We said, okay, it's time to go. That was yeah. before we put our house up, but very shortly before. That was like an indicator for us, right? Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, all the chaos with the grow. When I had my grow operation in my basement, it was like the last vestiges of my holding on and clinging to the growth situation as I once I knew as I was clinging to what I already knew needed to be done it I ran into the most insane problems with that grow yeah. I remember I would come down I came downstairs one time and like one of the glass like glass uh shields of the of the big you know thousand watt mm -hmm. lights had shattered randomly and broken up over all the plants Remember the, I would have these big high powered bulbs like blow up. Right. Like I'd come downstairs and there was, they would be mm -hmm. on fire and I was always there at the exact time to unplug it before a house fire started. But 
all this crazy electrical yeah. stuff. And what's what's even uh, more interesting is that you had an electrician come out and look at that stuff, and he was like, there's no reason why that should be happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was one of many things where it was like just very unsettling. I felt like our house was going to eat us alive if we didn't get the hell out of there. And also, our our neighborhood started to feel a little bit less... Oh, I have a I have a, an, an example. One day we were coming home from the gym and there was police cars all down our street at the end of our street. And we were like, what is going on? And we saw these police officers with shotguns like, oh, like out. Machine rifle, like, like yeah, like rifle, rifles like out. Uh, machine guns. At the of. end of our street. And we were like, what is going on? Turns out somebody like had robbed a bank nearby and ended up like leaving their car and running into like the cemetery that was like near where we lived. But it was like... What is going on yeah. at our street? Is all that stuff just happened in such a short succession? And that was at the right timing of us really wanting to be in San Diego. And our intuitive response, at least for me, was always the same. It was, to me, I just knew they were indicators that it's time you move on. Yeah. But the breakdown phase itself is what we want to highlight. It can be nerve wracking, but it happens and it's okay. It's just your old, there's got to be a, a, a death of one phase so you can move into the next one. And sometimes you're just there a little while to experience it, yeah. but that's okay. You just let it happen. Yeah. Because if you cling and try to prevent it, it just get it's more It's going to happen hand. eventually. It's going to happen inevitably. And it, you know, if you cling to it, then it prevents a smooth transition a more smooth transition, I guess. Smoother, I yeah. Smoother, yeah. more smooth, you know, because then there's more lessons to be learned. <laughs> yeah, and more repercussions of, of resistance, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is stay very open to the, quote, how, unquote, and the what. Meaning how you get to the next phase, be very, very open, to, open because I can almost guarantee that it's going to be very much different than you would expect. It's not going to use it's your higher self and your inner guidance works at a whole other level. It can see the whole picture from the mountaintop and it can make it seem like you're zigzagging around quite a bit pointlessly, but it's actually the most efficient and smoothest way. And, but we can sort of disrupt that harmonious, speedy transition or ascent, if you will, by, by like, uh, having our own expectations sort of block block yeah. what's most easy for, mm -hmm. for, to happen. Yeah. Um, just an example. The, when we got married, we had a house that my parents had bought for us sort of as like a wedding gift. And um, when that situation, we knew we had to move and, and all that. We were originally going to move to um, San Diego or uh, California somewhere. We, it was just out West in general is where we were going to go. But we started feeling more guided just to go down to Florida. And it didn't really make sense to us to do that. But yet it seemed the best, like, I don't know, the best route to get, I don't know, I don't want to say get away because it felt, it seems like we were running away, but to go to a different destination. And, um, when we did it, it just, it happened so easily to go down to Florida and it just, it all like worked out perfectly and it was beautiful. Um, but that was not the original plan. So we kind of like were, um, 
open to the idea of it doesn't have to be this way in this exact way. Right. It's like, I like what Bashar says. He, Bashar is a channeler, an entity channeled through a guy named Dear Anka. And he always says that, like, your mind can only have a very, it has a very little, it doesn't have a great, doesn't do a great job at accurately projecting what it is you even want. So maybe I want a, I want a soulmate, I want a house, I want it to be here, and the idea of that is very exciting to you. But your higher self knows what will actually satisfy you truly because it knows you better than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it will, if you allow it to, it'll help you manifest the same idea of what you think you want, but in a 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times more ideal way. Considering all these variables, your mind could never could possibly preconceive of um so a lot of times we want this particular thing but what we can actually get is way better way more resonant um but again it's those expectations and the insistence on things unfolding in a particular way that can just disrupt that and make it so we don't get the highest outcome possible right like for us for a lot of reasons it probably wouldn't have made sense to go to san diego at that time or california because we inevitably moved back yeah been a lot messier it would have been a huge mistake yeah and florida when we got down there and as you said it happened sort of naturally it was just so ideal it was like yeah. <gasps> everything was like a breath of fresh air the, the the weather just the way things fell into our life into our lap was so effortless and like it was just us birthing into this new temporary asp- you know, part in our life that was perfect and beautiful yeah. in every way, yeah. but way different than we would have anticipated. For sure. And it's funny because people would ask me, do you ever think you'll move back to Michigan? And I would always say, no, no, I'll never move back to Michigan, I would say. And, and then lo and behold, like, we did. We ended up moving back to Michigan. Um, we were in Florida for like a year. But, um, but yeah, I mean your mind and your belief system, you think things aren't going to be a certain way and then things shift and you grow and you change and then your ideas change of what you need to do next. So, yeah. yeah. And also, not only that, that's more, I would say, isolating the whole the whole notion that you can have a really awesome manifestation if you allow it to unfold gracefully, but also the how. A lot of times the how we think needs to like for example going to san diego i thought well i'll keep the businesses we'll save up some money we'll rent an apartment but higher self is like why don't you just close them down now move into a little rv that i know doesn't excite you but will be very very temporary because we know eventually you're going to move to las vegas shortly after and meet your best friend aaron and have this amazing life just blossom for you um i i could have never and of course even if i was super psychic never anticipated that um, but my clinging to the how, well, it's got to be this way, create is why I think I clung so long. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, okay, you resonate, Victor, with the idea of moving into an RV. I know your mind thinks it's ludicrous, but it, it resonates and right now. so does now. everyone else around you. And everybody except else. Except your, your wife. Yeah. But go with it. Um, so anyway, just be real flexible. Yeah, you can make these big, epic shifts in your life, one after the other, if you want big and epic and quick (laughs) if you really just really let go man and and to go back to number one trust your synchronicity Mm -hmm. and then really be mindful of any rigid expectations you have on either the how or what you want to intend for yeah because it can be 
it can be almost a magical unfoldment. We've experienced many times. Mm-hmm. Number four is with all that said, major contradiction seemingly, but only in this one area is be rational. But in, the, in, the, in regards to questioning your fear, when you go through these big shifts, at least if you went through some of the experiences me and Patty have gone through, a lot of those deep fears can come up to the surface and they can quickly metamorphose into what can seem like rational concerns. But you want to always be mindful of what's fueling your thought process. Is it fear? If so, question the fear. Analyze it. Look at it. Write it down on paper. Does it actually make sense? Is it actually a legitimate concern? Or is it sort of just uh, your emotions kind of running wild with your mind? Um, and we say that because a lot of times you could... You know, I would just get into such frenzied states during these big transitions that my mind would go nuts and I would, you know, if I was to have acted and at times I did on those fearful ideas, then it just causes problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to, to note in, in all big major life shifts, it's not going to happen overnight. So there will be a grace period of time for you to analyze the fears and the concerns and the things. So you, you can, you do have moments of clarity where you know, like, okay, this is just fear. This is just fear. I trust the process. I'm going to just sit on this for a minute. I'm not going to act just yet because it's not completely clear what is going to be unfolding, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it's not necessarily something that needs to happen within a week or a day or something, you know, it's give yourself some time to allow for some clarity on the situations that is needing to be let go of. Yeah, that's that's a good, very good and relevant secondary tip, as you mentioned, is to be patient because when there's unresolved in our life, especially big unresolved, big situations that are not, you know, concluded or in alignment or or at peace in your mind, then there can be a desperation to make it just done with, just get done and get to the finish line so you can relax as you think. Um, But that impatience, especially if you're acting again out of fear, it can just make your life worse. We yeah. all know that acting out of fear is not good, and we it's common sense, but when you're in a big life transition, there can be a lot of that fear energy coming up from all sorts of different sources, and you just want to really be mindful and not allow it to influence your decisions too much because it can make you make stupid mistakes that I guess, you again, you can course correct, but you can just, you, you can be avoidable. It can mm-hmm. be easier. Yeah. Right? Yes. I'm trying to think of a good example. Well, I, I, I don't know. I... I I feel like in this process, there's a lot of people that are ending like marriages and like relationships like that. And, Mm. um, a lot of times it's just because that relationship is, um, run its course and it's time to move on, but it's not always like that. And it doesn't always have to be at the end of a marriage or the end of a relationship or the end of a a house, you know, where you have to make a big move, you know, sometimes it just means, okay, you know what? I like, I love my husband or my wife or and or my partner and I know that maybe they're not fulfilling me now but may, it's just because I have some learning that I need to do and they have some learning they need to do and you know 
if the love is ultimately there or same with a big move. Like I like my house. I don't necessarily want to move right now. So let's just sit and wait and see if something else is going to unfold. Yes. Yes. It, well, uh, some, something that's popping in my head is a, is a tarot card I would get sometimes. And I can't think of which deck I want to say it's the one I'm looking at this angel tarot deck by Doreen virtue. It's like this big deck. I love it. Um, and I would get this card frequently when I would be in this exact state, sort of in a fearful, frenzied state, wanting the answer. And I would get this card that would always say something along the lines of creative solutions, mm -hmm. make wise mm -hmm. choices, meaning like it doesn't have to be this or that, cut and dry. It's over. It's not over. Sometimes it could be one little thing to tweak a conversation you have to have with your spouse and that <gasps> frees up all that energy and allows you to kind of settle back into that alignment. So yeah. just be wise, my friends. Like a, a good example, I'm trying to think of a good example. <laughs> I had one in mind just a second ago. Ah, no, it's not a good example. Sorry, I'm not going to share. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. We're going to move on. I think they all have the point. Sorry for the No, the I tease. think we need to like hammer this point for another like mm, five more minutes. We could. I wish I, a lot of times, because I feel like what we put out there maybe is coming across slightly like uh, abstract or something. That's why I like to ground it with an experience. Can yeah. you think of anything, love, where? Well, I, I think that it's, it's hard to... Um, take a situation a topic like this and and make it where it's relevant you know for everyone because everybody's gonna experience their their different shifts and their different um things so i can understand that's the challenge in that right i think as i look back i think we didn't really do that all that much we never really would end up taking big action out of fear no and that's because, why i can't think of an example well okay. we would always in the end choose not to yeah, it just—it's almost like it would just wouldn't allow for it to happen, and, That's kind and of, that was how yeah. we knew, like, okay, it's meant to be because it's effortless, yeah, you know, and that like every time we've sold our house, the first time we sold our house to move, it sold in a weekend in a horrible, horrible economy. The next time, one day it was yeah. on the market, right? Um, so it was. I mean, not necessarily saying that's going to be it for you. It's, you know, some, yeah, sometimes it's not smooth. But. Sometimes it's not smooth like that. But, but that is one of the signs for us that when it happens effortlessly, it's meant to be. Yeah. I have an example as well. Oh, good. now <laughs> Finally. you do. And it, well, we, again, we never took action on it. That's why I discounted the example initially. But when we were living in Florida, this is kind of Patty and I's, what I, I refer to as the hermit phase of awakening, yeah. where you kind of dodge out, get out of life, the, the rat race a little bit. And a lot of people find themselves out of work, kind yeah. of in limbo, oh, knowing they're going through a big transition, but it's not really complete yet. They don't really know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, we lived in a bubble. We lived in a little bubble. But remember, I wanted to work. I kept saying, dude, I, I'd watch our... Our money just, we had no job. We had no income at the time. We were just squandering, just going through our money so fast. And I was like, this is so stupid. This can't last like this. Out of fear, I said, I'm going to, I got to get a job. So I went and applied to LA Fitness actually. And the, the, the way the interview went, I just, I just knew this was not, not only was this job not in alignment just by the energy of the person interviewing me, but I, I just knew. I was like, Victor, you, why are you even here? I was wondering, like, Victor, why did you take it, take your fearful 
ideas this far to yeah. the point you're wasting your time and this other guy's time with this interview you know you're not going to take because it was just so uh, uh, dissonant, so out of sync, and I just knew it. Um, but I, I, I can see where people would cling out of fear. Maybe, maybe not, but I could just see where there's a temptation because sometimes, again, the guidance can be so irrational, but yeah, just really analyze your fear, my friends. It almost never has anything positive to share. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think we can comfortably move on, right? Yes. <laughs> Number five is, is simple, man. Keep it simple. Keep it simple and always gravitate towards the lighter and most compatible energy. This can be different than you expect. It can come in the form of situations that you wouldn't have anticipated, but you'll always know the next step by the way it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a resonance, an unmistakable resonance that where you're just like, yes, and just keep making choices that take you further and further into that lighter energy. Yeah. Yeah, like when we were when we decided to move to Florida instead of go out west, it was like, ah, yes, that sounds nice. Yeah. Let's just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> Another example we were sharing earlier. Sorry, the way I'm sitting is causing me to like have to inhale deeply. Anyway, the me and Patty were talking earlier when we moved into this house in Royal Oak, you know, it probably gets so confusing for them all these times. I know. (laughs) Which time was that, Vic, the 14th? So just real quick, when we moved from Michigan to Florida, then we moved back to Michigan, we moved to a city called Royal Oak. Yes, and we were we, there was one there was one situation in particular when we had three houses we were going to see with our realtor, and two of the three we thought looked awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, we could totally see it. We vibed with the pictures of the house. Did but, we even end up going and seeing the house? Those we other did. Houses? Oh, okay. In fact, one of them actually annoyed the realtor because I knew when we stepped out of the car, I said no. I could feel the vibe. Was, yeah. It was just a heavy energy. I knew for a fact it wasn't going to happen. But anyway, the house we least expected, that was maybe the, the least visually appealing to us based on the pictures on Trulia, um, we ended up knowing right away was yeah, the house because we of pulled down the, the street. We, pulling on the street, we could feel it. We could feel it like, oh, this is this, it. This is a compatible energy. And then we walked up to the house and it was like, okay, this is nice. It was a beautiful day. We walked in the house and it was like, oh my God, it was just... I, I could do, I could tap into that feeling now. It was just such a feeling of like this is it. That yeah. lighter, like yes, kind yeah. of energy. But it was different than we would have thought in our minds once again. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because when we when we first pulled in to the subdivision, um, we were sitting outside of the wrong house thinking it was the the right one and we were like, This house, I don't know, but I just like the way it feels here and and so yeah yeah it felt so good we were like even open to this house that was half the size that we thought it was we were going to look at yeah exactly (laughs) yeah well anyway my friends we're gonna we're gonna bounce i i feel like the kids aren't gonna allow us it's a snow day for them which Um, is funny because yesterday it snowed here and today they don't have school yesterday they had school but today they don't, and, and there's it's sunny. The snow the streets, is like basically melted. Yeah, the streets are completely dry. Oh well, but well, we get a bounce nonetheless. We it got, was for the cold, though. That's why yeah. they didn't have school. 
So anyways, my friends, I wish you well. And just remember, if you're going through a big shift right now, it's because you're ready for it because Mm -hmm. they don't happen prematurely. And hopefully some of the things we shared with you will help you have a much smoother and uplifting transition. That is our intention and our hope for all of you. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your love and your support and your comments, reviews. Thank you. Have an amazing day and a great week. Peace. (laughs) Bye-bye.